The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Gitin. Masechet Gitin has been sponsored by our good friend and loyal Talmud of the Dafayomi, Mr. Haimi Dana, and his dear wife, Hashem Ishmael Mechayim. He has dedicated this Masechet according to the following principle. Our rabbis tell us that when you learn something, it can avert that item from happening. So we'd like to learn the Masechet Gitin, so it will remain in the theory of learning and never come to fruition in actuality. And therefore it should be blessed, him and his dear wife, and all of Klal Yisrael, with Shalom Bayit, and Atzlachan Harvacha, Bechol Ma'asei Yedehem, Amen. Dafir Aleph, today's Dafir is being said on the Shmat, for Zikin Yosef ben Salah, Marat Zikin Atiyah, Fabat Salah, Rabbi Abraham ben Esther, Wachashem, Tenham, Egan, Eden, Amen. Rufat Shalma, Shem ben Dina, Salah, Ruhama, Batrachal, Salah, Batrachal, Enna Refan, Alahim, Lefuat Nefesh, Rufat Rufat, Kremol, Vichin, Asom, Anomar, Amen, we begin the Mishnah, on Yud Amud Bet, Kol Hashtarot, any shtarot or documents that are written in secular courts of the goyim, even though the signatures are goyim, kesherim, the document is indeed kesher except for a divorce paper, get, and the get that frees the slave. These items are not kosher because anybody that's not in the perasha of gitim, cannot write a get. And since Goyim uh, do not uh, give divorces to their wives, they're not involved in the parashah of get. Goy doesn't get married, and therefore Kiddushin is not a Kiddushin, therefore Gittin is not a Gittin. Therefore he cannot write it. However, regular documents of money, <coughs> like we'll see in the Gemara, they are allowed to draft and even sign, and it is considered binding. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Af Elu Kesherin. Rabbi Shimon is even more lenient. Even a get in a secular court is kasher. And that what it said in the Bet Midrash, that secular courts, the Shtarot are not valid. That was only talking about where it was a Hidyot, where it wasn't a court that was sanctioned by the government, but it was a Hidyot, a simple um, couple of Goyim got together and sat down unsanctioned by the government, so then their documents are not legal. But according to Bishamon Arkaot, that's the professional courts that are set up by the government, they, their documents, all of them are legal. Now, according to everybody, monetary documents are legal in the court system of the Goyim. So the Gemara says, Kapasek the Mishnah gave a blanket ruling and stated, La shena mecher, la shena matana. Which means the Mishnah does not make a difference on what type of monetary document, whether it's a shtar mecher or shtar matana. What is a shtar mecher, what is a shtar matana? So let's review. Shtar mecher is a document of purchase. For example, a person wants to buy a field. How a person buy a field? A field is nicknamed with money. So he pays the money in front of the court, and the court witnesses the transaction. They then write up a shtar that they witness the transaction. Now the transaction is executed by the money. The shtar is just the proof that the transaction happened. So the sort of the seller doesn't say I never got paid, or you know the buyer says I never got the field. So therefore, such a transaction is called mechir. Now a shtar matana is something else. Matana doesn't say he's giving his friend a gift. He's giving he's gifting him the field. Now gifting it is no money transaction. So what makes the transaction the actual shtar itself? So there's a, a, there's a big difference between a mechid, that the transaction is made by the money, and the shtar is just a, uh, a testimony that it happened, or a shtar matana, where the matana, the matana is executed by the shtar itself. Now the Mishnah did not make a difference between what type of monetary transactions a betin or a alkaot could make. So the Gemara says, La shena mechid, la shena. So the Gemara says, I understand why you trust him on a star mecher. Because the transaction really takes place by the money. When the money is handed over, the, the, the karka is, is, is bought. The star is more of a proof that it happened. Because if the, if the buyer did not give money to the seller, 
לא אהבו מראה נפשי ובכתבין לשטרה. דערכאות are not going to write a star and have signatures sign it. They're not going to ruin their reputation if the thing, if the, if the, if the transaction never happened. Which means, they're not making the transaction. The transaction is taking place by the Israel that paid money. It's just that we can trust them that they're not going to lie and write a document that it happened if it didn't happen. They don't want to ruin their reputation. So therefore you can trust them in that. However, Ela Matana Bemaika Kane. But the matana, a gift, what makes the transaction? La Behaishtara. Isn't it the star? Behaishtara Hasma Bealmao. But the star of it is a piece of pottery. It's junk, which means it's got two goyim signed on it. So therefore, how can a goy star that has Govde Kukhadim has signed on it? Execute a Kenyan to prove that a Kenyan happened via money. I'll trust them, but to make the Kenyan through the start itself with Goima signed on it. How do we? How does such a uh, such a thing work? That is a big mahlokit. If Goim are pasul min Torah to testify, uh, according to that, so if they pasul min the oraita. So therefore, Pashuk the understand the question. How could the Psunet, the Ulaita, that are signing on a star, make the uh, Matana uh, viable? Uh, they, 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 they are indeed uh, Pasuk. But the Samshi taught that say that Ovet Kukhavim is Kashir with the Ulaita to testify. So then, according to that, the question is that since they are not in the Penasha of uh, Kinyanim, like the Jewish people, just like we say by a get, they can't write a get because they're not in the perasha, so they're also not in the perasha of a Kinyan, like a regular Jew, so therefore the Chaurah, if they're not in the perasha, they should not be able to execute a uh, a, uh, a, a mechem, a matana. That is the uh, question, so comes the Gemara answers, two answers. The law of the land is the law, which means when it comes to monetary items that are established by the government court system that's set up, that has validity and has power like the laws of Yisrael. Which means, and therefore, even a star matana, that the matana is happening by the star itself, we give the goyim rights in their alkaot, in their, in their secular courts, to make these uh, dinim happen. There's a, there's a power to them. That is the first answer of the Gemara. Comes the second answer of the Gemara and says, Second answer the Gemara says, you're right. Shtar Matana will not work in Arkaot. And you know what? When the Mishnah said that uh, monetary works, and only talking about Shtar Mecher, that's just they're just testifying that the money was given over. Ah, what about a Shtar Matana? Does not work. Just like a get doesn't work. Because a get and a star matana have something in common. The event is happening by the star itself. <clears throat> so therefore when the Mishnah says, Chutz nashim, read it, Chutz nashim. Except items that are similar to Giten nashim. That what? That the star makes the item. So therefore matana is excluded. Therefore you're right. According to the second answer, Dinat Malkuta is only a deen by star mecher. That... That what where the execution of the item takes place by the money and the start is just a testimony that it happened, that's fine. But according to the second answer, the Gemara says, but when it comes to Matana, no, Matana is like a get, where the actual start itself is causing the, uh, the, the transaction. Therefore, just like they cannot do get, so too they cannot do Shtam. So it was a man, fantastic nafkamina between the two answers. I mean, it, 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 huh? But also, when I say get Nashim, get Nashim and Shalom, they go together. That's a very uh, fantastic nafkamina between the two answers. If Shtan Matana will work by the Arkaot Shel Goyim. That's the way the, um, some of the Rishonim want to say that there's actually indeed a Mahloket. And the explanation is that Dinad Malchuta is only on a transaction. But we don't say Dinad Malchuta on a gift. Gift is uh, two friends. Each guy gives his friend a gift. And there the Torah doesn't give a, you know, a, a power to the, uh, the Dinad Malchuta. Okay, comes the Yemara continues. Now we really have to understand Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon said an amazing shita. He said, even a gift that comes out of a goy court is valid. Uh, possible. You have signatures of goyim on it. How could they uh, validate a gift? We're not talking about a civil divorce. We're talking about the regular divorce of uh, the Torah. How could a, court, uh, a document that comes out of a goy court be valid? So the Gemara says, What are you talking? They're not which means they're not in the parasha. The Torah says, 
Anybody that is in the parashah of Venatan that can give a get, can write a get. Who even in the parashah of giving getin? So give us Amar Bizera, Yarad Rabbi Shimon, the Shitoshan Rabbi Razar, the Amar Ode Messira Karte. You have to say that Rabbi Shimon is following Rabbi Razar Shita, where there was Ade Messira. Then the Bial Azar's review holds that what makes the get, not the signatures on the document, the fact that the two witnesses watch the get being given over to the wife. That's called Ade Messira. And therefore, if you hold like Adem Misira, if you hold the witnesses that watched the get being given over, so you had those those, those edim. Ah, oh, but even though you had those edim, so it's not the guin that made the get; it's the two Jews that watched it being given over. They made the get. But hold it, you still got two guin signed in your uh, start over here. But didn't the Bil Azad agree that you're right? You don't need edim in the start, so don't put any edim. But when you put Bad witnesses, that ruins it. Because we made a gizera that if you put them in the study, you might come to use them for the Adeh Mesira. So how do you get around this problem over here? So Gibra said, Right, we, we learned this earlier. We said, we're talking about a way where you put names that it's known that these are Goyim names. Explicit Goyim names. So nobody's going to make a mistake to use these Adeh Hatima. As Aideh Mesira. So therefore, if anybody wants a review, when the Bishimon said, you could use Arka'ot, you could use the uh, the courts of Goyim, right? You could use them for your, uh, uh, for Fagitin, it's talking about with Aideh Mesira and Shemot Muvhakim and explicit names of the Goyim that are in the uh, Shtar itself. Okay, so comes again around and says... Give me some examples of uh, Goim names. Amar Rav Papa Kegon Hurmiz. That's one. The Abudina Bar Shivtai Bar Kidri Bati Venakim Una. Now, Tosfot over here has a different Girsa. Instead of Hurmiz, he has Hurmin. Benun. Right. He says over here, that's the uh, shita of that. Amen. And the next Tosfot, uh, he has uh, Abu Daina. He says that's all one name. He says Abu is a Jewish name. So Abu Daina is one long name. Shabtai is Goreset Shinbet Taf Alef Yud. Okay, like that. And then Batai. He's Goreset Bet Tet Alef Yud, as opposed to Bati, with this Bet Tet Yud, he says that is a, a Jewish name. In any event, those are Shemot Muvhakim. Comes the Gemara and says, Aval, Shemot Shen Muvhakim, Mai. So the Gemara says, What about Shemot Shen Muvhakim? No, you're going to tell me that's not good. Why? Gizirah, that you might come to use them as the Adeh Mesirah. Why? So the Gemara says, Iyache Adetani Sefa. Lo iskiru elam as much in asu behediot, leflog velitni bedida. But me devarim amorim mishimun vavakim. Aval shimot shenu vavakim lo. Which means like this. Rabbi Shimon. You're telling me why you trust Arkaot, no matter what the star is. Whether it's a star Mecher, whether it's a star Matana, whether it's a Get. Very nice. And then what did the end of the Mishnah say? But that's only talking about in Arkaot. But in Hidyotot, Hidyotot means it's not a, an official court that's established by the government. So that type of court does not have the uh, power to enforce these laws. So the Bishmon makes a look between Arkaot and Hidyotot. So the Gemara says, why do you have to make that Hiluk between two different type of courts? Keep it in Arkaot, and just make a difference between whether the Shemot were Muvakim or not Muvakim. And say the following, that which I told you to get is good, that's only talking about when it's Arkaot, and the names are explicitly going names, so we're not going to make a Gizra, they're going to come to use them for Adem but if it's in Arkaot, Arkaot means the secular court by the government, eh, but the Shemot are not Mufakim, so it's going to be Asun because we're worried about the Gezerah, which is keep it in Arkaot and just make a Hadouk between Shemot Mufakim and not Shemot Mufakim. Just in general, always when we're learning, it's always better to minimize the difference. Instead of making a vast difference, Arkaot and Hijotot, 
keep it in Arkaot and make the Hiduk within. So comes the Gemara and says, actually, that's what the Mishnah was doing. And the Gemara says like this, That's exactly what the Mishnah said. How? Which means read the end of the Mishnah like this. That which we said this dinner to get this kashet, that's tafka ba'arkaot ubshemot muvakim. But if it's not shemot muvakim, it's going to have a law as if it was written in a hediot court. And what's the law in a hediot court? No good. So therefore, it's really making the hiluk between muvakim and not muvakim. Look at Nashi. Nashi says, Aval, Shemot she'en ha-muvakim, Na'asum kish'ar shtarot shel mecher, Right? If it's, if it's a get, that's not a Shemot muvakim, it's like a regular document of sale. Shena'asum be'diotot be'lo arkaot. Now, why is it, let's speak out, why is it, in a regular court, not an Arkaot, officially government-established court, why is a Shtan Mechid not good in a Hidyot court? So the explanation that she says is because they're not scared to lie, these guys. Because the guys that are working for the government, they're not going to testify that a sale happened. If it didn't happen, they're going to let witnesses sign a paper. However, that she says, They're not scared to ruin their reputation. They'll sign uh, uh, falsely. Which means, get, it doesn't matter whether he wrote it in a arkaot or hediot, because you're not relying on those witnesses anyway. You're relying on the aideh misira. So the get, it doesn't matter what type of court you use for the guim. Understand that point. Because we're not using the star to make the get, we're using the Aydeh Misirat to make the get. That which the end of the Mishnah said, it's like a, it's like a star that was written in a Hidyot court, it means a star Mechir that was written in a Hidyot court, that's not going to be good because you suspect that they're going to lie. So therefore a get with not Shemot Muvakim in Arkaot is like a star Mechir in Hidyotot. Exactly, that both are not going to be good. Comes the Gemara and says... Right, right. The Sefa is not going according to the Bishamon at all. Which is, you're right. The Bishamon, there's a difference in Arkaot, whether it's Shemot Mufakim or not Mufakim, good. The end of the Mishnah when it discussed Hidyotot was going back on what the rabbi said in the beginning of the Mishnah. That was the rabbi said in the beginning of the Mishnah. That what? You could write a star mecher, right, in a, in, a, in, a, in a court. That's only talking about where it was arkaot. However, behid yotot, you cannot. Why? Because the yotot, we suspect that they're going to lie. And then what's nothing to do with the Bishon? The Sefa is going back on the Resha. Look at Rashi, Rashi says, Atan negitem amon, verabanan ka'amri le va'aresha ka'e. Kol ashtarot shil mamon, ha'odin ba'arkaot shlof dekokavim kesherin. Let me say in the Mishnah, all ashtarot of mamon that come in arkaot kegon. Ashtar mecheruk de parishit, tamale dezuzeh kanule, because the money is making these transactions, v'shtara l'shtarotah be'alma. Right? And the, 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 the star is just a... Is a, is, a, is a proof. Because the money wasn't given, the court is not going to write their names and let them write the names we read on the star. However, that's only talking about in Arkaot. However, so therefore it's not going to be okay. So therefore, don't, your question was, why did the Bishamon make a Hiluk in Hidyotot? He didn't make a Hiluk in Hidyotot. That wasn't a Bishamon. The Sefa of the Mishnah is actually going back on the Resha. So you read the Mishnah like this. Hachamim say, if you go to Arkaot, hey, you, you could write a Shtar. You could write a Shtar Mechir. Oh, and, 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 and the Mishnah says, That's what he's talking about, Arkaot. But if it's an Ejotot, no. Why can't you write a Shtar Mechir in Ejotot? Because you don't trust them. The guys will lie. What do you mean they'll lie? They're going to write a star even though the money wasn't given over. Therefore, you cannot trust them. They don't answer to the government. They, three guys sat down and uh, you know, made a, a court of their own. So therefore, in the Khanami, the Sefat does not pose a question on 
Rabbi Shimon. Comes the Gemara and continues. Tanya. Amar Rabbi El Azab Rabbi Yosei. Kach Amar Rabbi Shimon Hachamim Betzidon. Okay, the following conversation took place. Rabbi Shimon told Hachamim in Sidon. Which means generations before our uh, argument in the Mishnah, there was a between Rabbi Akiva and Hakamim, also on the subject of Arkaot and Shtarot. <coughs> so he said like this: the Mahlokat of Rabbi Akiva and Hakamim, Al Kola Shtarot, Tawni Barkaot, Shodde Kukavim, Shafatish, Hotmem of the Kukavim, Kesherim, Vafilu Gite Nashim, Vishahore Abadim. According to this, everybody, Rabbi Akiba, Hachamim, Arkaot, everything is kasher. Shtarot of, 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 of money, monetary, and shtarot of Gitena Shim and Shekhrure Abadi. Why? We'll say like we learned till now. Because you have Adem Mesira and Shemot Muvhakim. And since you have Adem Mesira and Shemot Muvhakim, there's no problem to come out by a get. You're relying on the uh, witnesses that saw the get being given over, that was the Jews. I would about the Gizra that you have Goim in the star, their names are obvious names, and therefore you won't come to use them as Adem Mesira. That everybody agrees to. Lo ni'liku elas, where's the ma'loket? Ela bizman chena asu behediot. The ma'loket is when it was done in a hediot court. That's a court that is not, you know, uh, working for the government, a freelance uh, court like that. Now, what is it, uh, what is it saying over here? Shirabi akiva makshir. Because Rabbi Akiva comes along and says, what? It is still kasher. Which means, I don't care about a get. A get doesn't matter which court you're out of. Even a monetary. Now what's the logic why a monetary, according to Rabbi Akiva, would be good in Hidyotot? So he holds, the way that Amban explains, that they're scared the Hidyotot also. Because if they get caught lying, the government will come and punish them. So Rabbi Akiva says, even Hidyotot, that are not officially government courts, still don't want to get caught. Lying. come along and say, no, 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 no. In, in, in a idiot court, they're not scared to lie. Therefore, the document is not a good document. That even in a idiot court, it's going to be okay. Because again, I got the idea, Mesira and Shemot, Muvakim. Okay, so that's that. Comes the Gemara and says, Rashbag Omer, Bachukam Omer. אף אלו כשרים במקום שאין ישראל חותמים. Now what is he saying over here? Rabban Shulam Gamaliel says, even גיתן נשים, right? That which we said, according to the first sheetah, גיתן נשים, we said, I don't care if it's Arkaot, I don't care if it's Hidyot, I'm relying on Aide Mesira, I'm relying on Shemu Vakim. Rashbad comes and he's stringent. He says, wait, not so fast. That's only in a place where the custom was where Jews don't sign on Gitim. And it's Shemot, Muvakim. So you need an extra condition here. Look at Ashi. Second wide line. Kilomar. Af elu Gitim Ashim. Sheatem Makshirim. Ematayem Kesherim. It's a certain city where the Goyim do not allow Jews to sign on a get. They, they're, they're in charge of the Gitim process. Which is, you gotta have a city that is clear Jews do not sign. Because then, then for sure, I don't gotta worry about uh, having a, 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 a mistake to think to use the Edim on the start to add Nesira. Next, Rashi Aval. Amazing. But in a place where Jews sign Gitim, even if the Shemot are going to be Muvakim that they go in names, no good. You know why? Gezera Shemot Muvakim, Atu Shemot She'enam Muvakim. I'm going to make a Gezera. And then what she what she and Muvakim could be uh, uh, I don't know I don't know I might not know that they're uh, they're uh, goyim well, I might think they're Jewish because Jewish people sign and therefore 
he said a, a stringency over here. You're telling me when it comes to Gittin, Rabbi Akiva, Hakamim, sign it in Arkaot, sign it in Bejoto, uh, doesn't matter. Because I'm not relying on the witnesses anyway. I'm relying on Edem The witnesses' names are explicit names that I know they're green. No mistake. That Belcher goes, I agree, but you need another condition. It's got to be in a place where only Goim are allowed to sign Gittin. Because then already I'm going to know that these are Goim. Masha'ikin, if you're in a city that Jews sometimes sign, even if it's Shemot Mufakim, I'm going to make a Gezera Atu, where the names are not Mufak, and you're going to think that they're Jewish, because Jewish people do sign sometimes, and therefore you're going to have a, a problem, so it's stringent. So it comes again, and says, wait, already you're making Gezerot, right? So much you make a better Gezerot, another Gezerot. The Gebarat says... Yavala says like this, Makom she'en Yisrael chotmin, even in a place where Jewish people don't sign, Namir Ligzor, making Yisrael in that place also, Atu Makom she'en chotmin, which means, why, why are you only making a Gezerah in a place where Jewish people sign? And your Gezerah is what? Shemot, Shemot Muvakim, Atu Shemot she'en Muvakim, why don't you make a Gezerah even in a place where no Jews sign, add to a place where Jews sign. We make a Gezerah from place to place. Besides making a Gezerah intra, in the place itself where Jews sign, make a place where Jews don't sign, add to a place where they do sign. So the Gemara answers, Shema b'Shema Mahlif. Atra lo Mahlif. Names, you could mix up. But places, you're not going to mix up. Which means, I don't have to make a gizir out of a place with Shemot Mufakim, Atmo place Shemot Shemot It's a place, one place to another place, that's a far gizir out. But in the place itself, in names itself, then already you can mix up. So that's already the Bad Shemot Gamliel Shita, which is a uh, fantastic Shita. Good. Now comes the Gemara and says, like this. Story. Ravina Savar La Akshure Biknufiata De Armae. Ravina thought to uh, allow a star that was written in Kenufi Atar, it's a public uh, domain, the Arma'ah of uh, a Guim uh, court. That she says they weren't at Arkaot, they were just regular Hijotot, but it was a public, uh, public display. They did it in public. And therefore he felt that normally we just said that what, in certain cases, Kotra Hakami, for example, when it's, in, when it's not Hijotot, when it's not Arkaot, they're not scared to lie. But he thought maybe in this case over here, since it's in public and the word's going to get out, so they want to protect their reputation. So he wanted to say, in the public uh, arena, even though they were hit he wanted to makshir the star. So comes the and says, they told him, sorry, sorry, it's got to be arkaot, which means if it's hidyotot, we are not going to. Believe it. Even though it's in the public and all that stuff, no good. Comes again and tells another story. Tanan, Amarava, Haishtana Parsa'a. Interesting case. So, Shtar, it was written in Persian. Lashon of Parsi. Okay, Lashon Parsi. De Masren Yale Be'apesa De Israel. But the Shtar was given over in front of Jewish witnesses. Magbina So the Malve, uh, that's the one that lent the money, is able to collect the money from metaltelin, uh, from movables, but not from property that was sold. Now before we get to the sugya, let me explain to you the nature of how loans work and how collecting a loan works. Normally speaking, you have the malve, that's the one that's lending the money, and the lové is the borrower. Now, normally a person, when he's lending money, he lends it in front of witnesses, so everybody knows what's going on, and he says, you know, I lent him a thousand dollars, and so on and so forth. As long as it's not written in a shtar, in a document, the uh, malve can only get payment from movable items. Meaning, he, whatever the guy has in his possession, the lover, he could take his money, he could repossess uh, some of his possessions, but anything that the lover sold, there's no lien on those items. 
the only time liens go on property that the Lovev sold and the Mavik can go after those properties is when it was written with a star. That's the value of a star. A star allows you to collect from what we call Mishabedeh. Mishabedeh means properties that were leaned. Okay, so now we're talking about a case where there was a document uh, of, of a loan that took place. It was a, written in Persian. Persian witnesses Goyim signed it. But it was given over in front of two Jews. So the question is, do you give the star any validity? So it sounds like from the from the Gemara, you don't give it too much validity. They're only letting you collect from Benech uh, Oreh. They're only letting you collect from the movables. They're not letting you collect from uh, such a uh, 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 leaned property. Now let's read that in Nashi. Nashi says, Shtara parsa'a sha'asa'ut rishon parsi. Good, and the Parsim signed it. So comes the Gibran and says, Take from Bnei Harim. Bnei Harim means Bnei Horim. So the Gibran says, hold it. Forget about the Shtar. I'm discussing the Shtar. What did the witnesses, what did the witnesses notice? The witnesses are testifying, we saw the Shtar being given over, that the Love gave the Shtar to the Malveh, and therefore the star is a legal star. But when the Malvik comes in with the star, you got to have witnesses that, that, that maybe, maybe, maybe faked it. I thought they about the transaction. No, no. They didn't see the transaction. If they saw the transaction, I don't care about the star. They saw the transaction, they saw the money being handed over, they don't need to do anything. They saw the money. Okay. We're talking about it. We didn't see the money, but they saw the star being handed over. Only problem is, what do they tell? They don't read Parsi, yeah. these guys. So, so they can come along and say, yeah. <clears throat> the Malveh says, hey, this star over here, how do you know that star was given over? You don't, you don't even read any the, the language. How can you testify the star that you don't even know right. if it's the star that you saw being given over because you don't read the language? So look at that sheet, the Gemara. The Gemara says, <clears throat> They don't know how to read these guys. So what, what, what do I care that they saw the star being given over? The Gemara says, uh, They know. Okay. Another problem, but on a star, the way we write our starot in the betin, Jewish betin, they write it on special cloth, special cloth that's processed with a certain way with gold nuts and things like that, that causes the um, the uh, cloth to become forge proof. Because if you can erase on it, it's going to make a mark. You'll know that it was erased. The green, they don't make their shtarot like that. So you can sketch, you can fool around. You can erase something, you can add numbers, change numbers. So such a star is not a good star. So they find you right, you have two witnesses, Jews. They know Parsi. But the, the, star, the cloth itself is bad enough. It's forgeable cloth. Because they don't process it in the way that we make it. Kamara says, they did it. Bidafi san. They put the gold outside it. They made the cloth <coughs> like we make it. So, oh, so what's the problem then? So comes the Gemara and says, "Vabaina sadik shiyazon mi anyanot shil shtar b'shita harona veleka." Rabbis made another law like this. <coughs> you have a shtar. They write whatever. Let's say this guy owes me, uh, you know, whatever, ten thousand dollars, and they write all the conditions of the star, when it's payable, and so on and so forth. Then a normal star, you have the two signatures on the bottom. That they testified to the to the transaction. Good. <clears throat> the rabbis were concerned like this. What if the and we want the witnesses to sign right under the the transaction? We don't want any space between the transaction statement and the signatures. But the rabbis were concerned. Sometimes uh, witnesses they're not always careful to sign right underneath. They're going to sign on the bottom. Now what's going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The Malveh can come along now and add, uh, and we're including here, yeah, he lent borrowed for me another $10,000. And he got the witnesses on the bottom. So what the rabbis mandated is, at the end of every star, you got to fill in the, <coughs> fill in the lines. <coughs> and what they would basically do is they would repeat the conditions of the start at the bottom. Again, and we have a Kenyan over here that the Malveh lent to Loveh, $10,000, they repeat it in order that there's no blank, so when the Aydin sign, it's right there, it's foolproof. But the Goyim don't do that. The Goyim don't have this custom over here, so therefore, how did you collect with such a start? Maybe the Malveh added some, uh, 
some extra, uh, you know, uh, uh, payments over that are not uh, true. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, I'm reading that the Ha'ba'ina Sarishi Yazor Ma'in Yanoshil Star B'Shita Harona. The law is that on the last line you got to repeat the conditions of the of the of the of the, of the Halva'ah. Vileka. Gemara says, B'Demid Hadir. You did it. They did it. They followed that practice also. So basically, the star is a good star. The good the the. The witnesses are good witnesses. So what's the problem? So therefore, why don't you collect from Mishabedeh also? Which means, when you have a shtad that's legal, you can even take from, from people that the fields were sold to. Which is, let's say the Love sold the field. After, after the loan was made. Right? When you sell a field and you have an outstanding debt, what, go, what happens to that field? There's a lien on that field. The Malveh is able to go to those fields that's why they take a title search to make sure that there's no uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no liens on it So if and, and there's a star here and the star is done perfectly so what's the problem? Gebra says a very important rule Gebra says let le kala there is no literally voice which means like this there's a rule why is a star allow me to go take property that was sold? Because when you had signatures, specifically Jewish signatures on a star, the witnesses talk. Yeah, we signed a document, uh, this guy borrowed money, and there's what's going on, there's a call. The voice goes out, and in the real estate market, they hear that talk. If anybody buying a property is going to know that this guy has outstanding uh, pledges. And therefore, and they still buy it, so, okay, they're taking a risk. But the buyer of the field from the Love has to know that there's stuff out there. If his blind son has no idea that there's liens and there's no call, so then he can't come to me and say, oh, by the way, we're taking the field. I didn't hear anything about that. When Goyim sign on a star, they don't talk. And therefore, it's unfair for the buyer of the fields now to take his field away uh, without him uh, knowing it. Look at that she on the bottom. Let le kala. Literally, there's no voice. The fishein hotmim Yisrael, the sahadeh the hatimi ashtara, the witnesses that sign an ashtar, inun mafkel lekara. They make the uh, talk. They make the noise. Ufichach ena lokeach nefsad. The guy that bought the field doesn't lose out. Why? Damar le. No avaya darid the mishtabedak. Didn't you know? You knew. You heard. You heard the, the rumors. To be perek bed, but I mean, the ihatim ali Yisrael tarfim mishabed. Like you said, only the Jews, but goyim I guess don't talk. And therefore, the star is legal. Everything's nice. You got the medemesira. They understand Persian. And they have all the. <coughs> they wrote the star with the right to cloth. They filled in the blank stones. Everything's nice. Only one problem. <coughs> You're learning a cloud now. When goyim sign in the star, no call, no mishabed. Just one point to point out <coughs> that which we say there's no call in the star that was signed by goyim. That's only because it was signed by hidyotot. But the, the Farshi put that if it was done in Arkaot, in the official court of the Goyim, there's a call in the official court, therefore you'd be able to take from even the Shabbat. This was a case of Hidyotot. Comes again and says, Ba'amir New question. Interesting case. We have witnesses that are signed on a uh, get. Rashi says, right. The get was written in Israel. Uh, it doesn't say Medinatayam, so that she, that's why she is tipped off to say that the case is even in talking about in Israel. So what's the problem with the get? Vishmotam kishmot of de kochavim. Which means the names in the star, the names of the Jews, the names that are similar to of de kochavim. Now, you look at the star. Now, if they're, if they're Jews, you don't know. Okay, got no problem. The Jews, the star is okay. Everything's fine. However, uh, if not, so we have a problem. Look at Ashi. Ve'lo yad'ina, second line, i'ovdek kuchavim minu, o Yisrael, ma'u la'akshure ba'adeh mesira. Now we're talking about we have a'adeh mesira over there, because you don't have a'adeh mesira, then you're going to have a problem. So can I rely on the a'adeh mesira, and also say probably they're Jewish? Until now we always said what? That if it's shemot she'enam mufakim, but that's what's the artist. We said, Shemot she'enam muvakim, no good. 
Because what? I might come to use them and uh, so on and so forth, right? So now, here it's a little better. Here I have a sefik. They might be Jewish. But it is Shemot. Right? No, it's Shemot that... Um, no. No. It's names that uh, the Goyim have and the Israelim have. So I read the question again. Edim, you're right. I make a Gezerah. If the Goyim understood... No, no, no. Let's go slow. Take a case where it was Shemot She'enam Uvakim. With Adem Yisira. No good. Right. Why? Because I'm concerned that I might I might think these guys are Jewish. But that's what right? he gives it out. Okay, fine, fine. But, but that, that's the suit. Okay. And therefore, I'm going to say what? I cannot use this star, and the gate is no good, because I might come to use them as uh, Adem Yisira. Right. Now the girl has a little different question here. Which means, we don't know if they... You have a safik. We don't know if they're Jewish... Or not. I mean, till now we were always talking about, we know they're Goyim, it's just that they don't have obvious names. Get clarity. Till now, we never talked about a Sefek if they were Jewish or not. Till now, we talked about they don't have, we know they're Goyim, it's just that they don't have obvious names of Goyim, so we're going to be concerned that you might come to use them. Here we have a Sefek, they might be Jewish. So now the Gibraltar's question is, Amarle, so Yemau, what's the deal over here? Could you rely on the Adem Yisirah or not? So he comes along and says, Lo bali yadenu ela lukus velus vikshamnu. Which means, the only case that ever came to us was where we had to get that obvious Goyim names were written in the start, like Lucas and Luz. So the Gemara says, Lucas Velus, Jews do not call themselves by that name. Abal, but other names, we have to be concerned that Jews use those names that they call them, no, we're not going to be Makshid to get. Which is even in the place we have a Safek that they're Jews. Like in Israel. So you see over a tremendous humrah. It's got to be Shemot Muvakim that Jews do not use Bichlal. And you're in a place where you suspect that they might be Jewish. And it's names that Jewish people also use. Doesn't matter. You have to be concerned that they might be Goyim and you might come to use them and therefore no good. Kabbalah says, what are you talking? Kabbalah has a question. Gitina ba'im medina tayyab. Different case. Gitina coming from Hustaris. The idea have to be there's witnesses on them. Even though the names on the get are goy names, kishirin. The get is okay. You know why? Because in Hustaris, the majority of Jews. Their names are like Goyim. And the majority of Jews are signing Gitin. Who signs Gitin? Jews. So therefore, the Gebarah wants to say like this. The Gebarah wants to make Kabachomer. Over here, we're not talking about even with Adeh Mesira. We're talking about the star itself comes to the Bedin. In Chutzla Aris. Comes to Bedin in Chutzla Aris. And uh, we say, well, you know what? You got to assume it's kosher. We don't know. Maybe it's Goyim on the start. Now, you know what? Over there, the Goyim and the Jews, the Jews have the same names as Goyim. And what? We know who usually signs on Gitim? Jews. So therefore, no problem. So if you're going to rely on that Git, where the names are like the names of Goyim, certainly in this case over here, where it's in Eris Israel, where you have a suffix that they might be Jewish, and you have Adebisi, now we're on top of it. It's even better. Which means you have an alternate... Uh, Alternate set of witnesses. If I mean Makshina get alone, just alone with Adi Hatima in Hutzar because the Goyim and the Jews have the same names and the majority of Jews sign uh, documents like that. So certainly I should rely on what? Whatever Safik and have Adi Mesira, certainly it should be okay. Oh, so comes again what it says. We gave you the reason. Hatam Kidiktani Tama. The Shirov Yisleh Shem Hutzar Shemotem Kishmot of Dekhavim. <laughs> There's a big difference, which means over there in in Hutzlaaris, the reason why we're going to be lenient is because the majority of Jews have same names like Goyim. That's the reason why you're going to be uh, Mekel. 
And why? Because Goyim don't sign on the Gitim that often. However, you're talking about in Eris Yisrael. Oh, and over there, it's not so common that Jews have the names of Goyim. And therefore, when you have a name over here, that it's questionable that, uh, you know, if the guy's Jewish or not, and the, the name is not such a, a, a clear name, you can't just say, oh, it's probably a Jewish guy. No, and they just say the good Jews don't call themselves by Goyim names. They want to make a safek. So we have no ra'ayah, just because you were lenient in Hutzla'ares, to be lenient in Eretz Yisrael. Comes the Gemara has a totally different version of this whole piece just now. V'ika de'amre, ki batnita Second version of this, yeah. scratch everything we just read, new version. The question originally that was asked from, I guess it was Rish Lakish to the Biyohanan, was the exact case of the Braita. A get that was written in Chutzla Aris, where the names of the Jews are similar to the names of the Goyim. Is such a get good? And he answered him, we had a Beferush Braita that says, yes, it is good. Which means the discussion was never about a get in Eretz Yisrael that has uh, similar uh, n- names that can go either way. Now, according to this Ika de Amre, it comes out that a get that comes from Eretz Yisrael, according to the Yohanan, is no good. Which is even it sounds like that it's about once even Lucas and Luce, even names that are explicit, it's not going to work in Eretz uh, Israel on uh, <coughs> even uh, explicit names. The only question was in Chutzla Ares, where Jews have similar names as the Goyim, could you get away with it? He said, yeah, Brayta says uh, you can't get away with it. View the uh, two versions, so this is outside. The Gemara said like this. First version, the Yohanan was asked a question of the Shakish. You have people in Eretz Israel. Uh, have a get. The names are like the names of Goyim. They were not Muvhakim. They're the names that can go either way. Now what's the problem? We don't know if they're Jews on the gate. We don't know if they're uh, Goyim on the gate. So he answered the back and he listen, I'll tell you what I know. The only thing we Mekel on is Lucas and Luz with the Beferuz Goyim names. But anything uh, not like that, Sefek, no good. Which is even worse now. Which means, either you have a Sefek that they're Jewish, doesn't matter. It's got to be Lucas and Luz. So they asked the question, so what are you talking about? We have a statement in the Black that says in Eretz Israel we have a get, I'm sorry, in Chutz Ta'aris, we have a get, and the names over there go either way. Jews have names like the Goyim over there. We said it's okay, even without Adem Mesira. In this case over here, we have a statement with Adem Mesira, it should be okay. Ferrari comes along and says, there we give the answer. The reason why you Mekel is because the names of the Goyim and the Jews are the same, and the majority of Jews sign. So you have a good reason to say what? That it's a Jew, you don't have a problem. But you have no ra'ayah from this b'raita to learn a case of Eretz Yisrael where uh, the Jews do not uh, uh, have the names of the uh, Goyim. And therefore you have this name of it and go either way. Could be you're going to be Mahmir. First version. Second version, we never discussed Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael with Mahmir, even Lucas and Luce. Oh, what was the question? In Hutzla Ares, where the Jews adopted the names of the Goyim, we have a sefek that the guy could be Jewish. And we know that the majority of Jews signed Gitin. What, what do you say there? So he brought him the Braita. Yeah, Braita says clearly that it is. Utar. Kamzi, next Mishnah. Omer. <coughs> okay, this is the case that we learned earlier. I'm just going to review it outside for you. This is the case of Zakin, Adam Shalafanav. A guy sends a get to his wife, he gives it to the Shaliyah. The lady has no idea this gets on the way. The husband's shaliyah, make it clearer to you than I did in previous cases. The husband's shaliyah, walking to the gate, he sees a guy in the town of the wife. And the guy says, for example, uh, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm giving this gate to uh, Mrs. So-and-so. The guy's, okay, I'll take it for her. So he gives it to uh, this guy, that's being zohe it for the, the second guy, accepting it for the wife. Now, <clears throat> If you say that receiving a get is a detriment to the wife, so therefore, the fact that the Sharia accepted it doesn't mean anything. Because we have a law, You can't cause a detriment to somebody without them knowing it. She didn't appoint the guy to receive the get. And therefore, until she actually receives it, the husband is able to retract. Now, 
Why is it a detriment to receive a get? Obvious. She loses sustenance. She loses her uh, support. Now, Haomer, ten get zele ishti, ushtar shahrur zele adio fenamer ushtar shahrur, a paper of freedom for the Ibn. Imratsal lahzor bishneem, yahzor. Logic by an Eved also, it's a hov. Because as long as he's uh, working there, he gets uh, sustenance and, uh, and things like that. Right? Now, and he gives the read. Yeah. A get is a detriment. Wow. He says, but freeing a guy is a zechut. Why? Now the question is, why isn't freeing a slave a hov? He loses his sustenance. Sgebra says, Because even when he's working, he doesn't have to feed him. So therefore, he didn't lose anything. He could have he not fed him when he was working. So he didn't lose panasa. You didn't have that anyway when you were working, so therefore it's a zechut for him just to go free. However, a guy can't come along and say, I'm not supporting my wife. So therefore, the divorce is going to cause a definite loss. So therefore, the hakamim want to make a hiluk between divorce is a chov, freeing a slave is a zechut. What's the nafkamina? Can he retract? Which is, if you hold it to zechut, once the shalat receives the get on behalf of the avid, that's it, there's no backing out. It's considered a, uh, a zikhud, therefore it's automatic. Of course, the evidence has to get the actual document itself, but the retraction already ends once it is received. So again, the mahlokit, we're crystallizing now the mahlokit a little better. The mahlokit between hachamim and the Meir is only by an evid. Everybody agrees by what? That a lady, it's a hof. Because she definitely is losing sustenance. Because the husband had no right to hold back sustenance when they were married. Right. That's where you come into the Mahlokit. So the Bimir comes along and says, Hold it. He is losing something. He's losing the fact he cannot eat Tiruma anymore. We have a law that says, in Evid, obviously Evid is not a Kohen, but if he's a Ever of a Kohen, he's considered Kenyan Kaspo, he's his uh, acquisition, and the Torah says, not only does the Kohen's family eat Tirumah, but any of his acquisitions eat Tirumah. So the Bimir says, hey, you took the guy's uh, Tirumah, it's a hof, he cannot eat Tirumah anymore. So comes Gemara's answers back, the Mishnah says, he tells him back, Amar lem vareu posef do minat Tirumah, kashem shu posef ashto, question, amru lo, mepnesh shu kinyano. He answers back and says, because he is his acquisition. We don't know what that answer is. The Gemara is going to explain to us exactly what this last dialogue with the Tirumah was between the Bimi'id and Hakamim. We will wait for the Gemara to give that um, to give that uh, opinion. Okay. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen.